Chapter fifty five of Half a Century by Jane Grace Wishelm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Find a name. Nothing was more needed in the bad ward than an antidote for homesickness, and to furnish this, I used my talking talent to the utmost, but no subject was so interesting as myself. I was the mystery of the hour charlie was commissioned to make discoveries and the second day came with a long face and said do you know what they say about you no indeed and suspect i should never guess well they say you're an old maid i stopped work rose from my knees confronted him and exclaimed with an injured air an old maid why charlie is it possible you let them talk in that manner about me after the nice pickles i gave you the pickles had made him sick, and now there was a general laugh at his expense, but he stuck to his purpose and said, Well, ain't you an old maid? An old maid, Charlie. Did any one ever see such a saucy boy? Oh, but tell us, good earnest, ain't you an old maid? Well, then, good earnest, Charlie, I expect I shall be one if I live to be old enough. Live to be old enough? How old do you call yourself? I set down my basin, counted on my fingers, thought it over, and replied, Well, if I live two months and five days longer, I shall be sixteen. Then there was a shout at Charlie's expense, and I resumed my work grave as an owl. That furnished amusement until it grew stale, when Charlie came to ask me my name, and I told him it was Mrs. Snooks. Mrs. Snooks, repeated a dozen men, who looked sadly disappointed, and Charlie, most of all, as I added, yes mrs timothy snooks of snooksville minnesota this was worse and worse it was evident no one liked the name but all save one were too polite to say so and he roared out i don't believe a word of it i sat at some distance with my back to him dressing a wound and without turning said why what is the matter with you i don't believe that such a looking woman as you are ever married a fellow by the name of snooks that is because you are not acquainted with the snooks family brother peter's wife is a much better-looking woman than i good-looking he sneered call yourself good-looking do you well i think you intimated as much did he not boys they all said he had and the laugh was turned on him but he exclaimed doggedly i don't care i'm not going to call you snooks and what do you propose to call me i'll call you mary but mary is not my name i don't care it's the name of all the nice girls i know very good i too shall probably be a nice girl if i live to grow up but just now it seems as if i should die in infancy i'm too good to live you're the greatest torment ever any man saw the last pin was in that bandage i arose turned and the thought flashed through my brain a tiger his eyes literally blazed and i went to him looking straight into them just as i had done into tom's more than once a mini rifle ball had passed through his right ankle and when i saw him first the flesh around the wound was purple and the entire limb swollen almost to bursting the wardmaster told me he had been given up three days before and was only waiting his turn to be carried to the dead house next morning the surgeon confirmed the account said he had been on the amputation table and sent away and hoped the foot might be saved adding I think we were influenced by the splendor of the man's form. It seemed sacrilege to mangle such a leg then, before we knew it was too late. I thought the inflammation might be removed. 
he said if that were done they could amputate and save him and the conversation ended in the surgeon giving the man to me to experiment on my theory this seemed to be generally known and the case was watched with great interest no one interfered with my treatment of him and nurses designated him to me as your man he was a cross between a hercules and an apollo gray-eyed brown-haired the finest specimen of physical manhood i had ever seen and now his frail hold on life was endangered by the rage into which i had unwittingly thrown him so i sat bathing and soothing him looking ever and anon steadily into his eyes and said you had better call me mother mother he snarled you my mother why not why you're not old enough i am twice as old as you are no you're not and another thing you're not big enough he raised his head surveyed me leisurely and contemptuously his dark silky moustache went up against his handsome nose as he sank back and said slowly why you're not much bigger than a bean still i am large enough to take care of you and send you back to your regiment if you are reasonable but no one can do anything for you if you fly into a rage in this way yes and you know that and you put me in a rage going after them other fellows you know i've got the best right to you i claim you soon as you come in the door and called you afore you got half down the ward you said you'd take care of me and now you don't do it the surgeon give me to you too you know i can't live if you don't save me and you don't care if i die i was penitent and conciliatory and promised to be good when he said doggedly yes and i'll call you mary very well mary is a good name it was my mother's and i shall no doubt come to like it i guess it is a good name it was my mother's name too and any woman might be glad to be called mary but i never did see a woman at had any sense he soon growled himself to sleep and from that time i called him ursa major but he only slept about half an hour when a nurse in great fright summoned me they had lifted him and he had fainted i helped to put him back into bed and bathed him until consciousness returned when he grasped my wrist with a vice-like hold and groaned oh god oh mother is this death i heard no more of miss mary or nice girls but god and mother and death were often on his lips to the great surprise of every one i quelled the inflammation and fever banished the swelling and got him into good condition when the foot was amputated and shown to me the ankle joint was ground into small pieces and these were mingled with bits of leather and woolen sock no wonder the inflammation had been frightful but it was some time after that before i knew the foot might have been saved by making a sufficient opening from the outside withdrawing the loose irritating matter and keeping an opening through which nature could have disposed of her waste i do not know if surgery have yet discovered this plain common-sense rule but tens of thousands of men have died and tens of thousands of others have lost limbs because it was not known and acted upon all those men who died of gunshot flesh wounds were victims to surgical stupidity i nursed the cross man until he went about on crutches and his faith in me was equal in perfection to his form for he always held that i could stop this pain if i would and rated me soundly if i was off in ward ten when he wanted me one day he scolded worse than usual and soon after an irishman said in an aside sure mum and you mustn't be after blamin the rest of us for that fellow's impudence 
sure and there's some of us that'd kick him out of the ward if we could for the way he talks to ye after all that ye have done for him and for all of us why why how can you feel so what difference is it to me how he talks it does him good to scold and what is the use of a man having a mother if he cannot scold her when he is in pain i wish you would all scold me it would do you ever so much good you quite break my heart with your patience do please be as cross as bears all of you whenever you feel like it and i will get you well in half the time sure mum and nobody ever saw the likes of ye a man was brought from a field hospital and laid in our ward and one evening his stump was giving him great pain when the cross man advised him to send for me and exclaimed there's mother now send for her oh groaned the sufferer what can she do i don't know what she can do and she don't know what she can do but just you send for her she'll come and go to fussin and hummin about you just like an old bumblebee and first thing you know you won't know nothin for the pain'll be gone and you'll be asleep End of chapter fifty five